kingdom of God is already here, but not yet fully. To me, this sounds like a super confusing math story problem that I would have given my former students. In Isaiah's vision, we see that perfection of peace and what it looks like. Extreme examples. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together. The image that is created is beautiful and full of peace. The gospel gives us even more extreme images of things like chaff and wheat. It seems like an either or. And yet I know for one that I live in the uncomfortable middle space. Truly, the kingdom of God is both already and not yet. John the Baptist also tells us that the kingdom of heaven has come near, but adds that we need to repent. I know that conversations about repentance can make people a little nervous, but hear me out for just a little bit. Repentance is not just about guilt and shame over our sins. Yes, to repent, we must acknowledge the sin in our lives. But then we need to turn to God and not acknowledging with sorrow our actions and choices that aren't aligned with God's love. Naming the actions we take that are directly against God, who is giving us encouragement and hope that the kingdom will bring peace. In our turning toward God and the ways of the kingdom, a transformation of our hearts and minds occurs. This transformation changes the way we live, the decisions and choices we make, we turn away from our ways that align with the behaviors and assumptions of this world. And in those times and spaces where we bear good fruit, God's will is done, the kingdom, God's kingdom has come. And yet, we resist. I resist. We all resist God again and again keeping the old world alive within us. When we hear the imagery of the wheat and the chaff, we can go to a place of quick judgment. I know I do. It feels great to place ourselves in the category of the wheat while assigning others still as the chaff. We're the good church. You're the not-so-good church. We're on the right side of this social justice issue. You're not. We're good. You're bad. But I don't think this is how humanity works. In fact, at least for me, I am far more complex 
than an easy category of good and bad, chaff and wheat. The reality is that I, and I'm sure many of you, have it all mixed in together. And God is calling each of us to transformative repentance and helping us to sift out the bad from the good, helping us to turn from our old ways of understanding and doing to a new and transformative way so that we might be dramatically transformed from our complacency of idolatry, violence, injustice, exploitation, or anything else that gets in the way of us living fully into what God wants for us, keeping us in the middle. For me, chaff looks like different things at different times. It can be those stories that I tell myself that I need something else, that I need to do something more or different, or the stories that I believe when others tell me about myself, or sometimes even those systems of injustice and oppression that I take part in out of either my complacency or just ease. Ultimately, chafe is all of those things in us that we hold tightly to that keep us separated from God. Let me tell you a story. Some of you may have heard of the Episcopal priest named Becca Stevens. She works in Nashville. Years ago, she started working with women that were living on the streets. What she found was that the women she worked with didn't believe that they were worth anything. After years and lifetimes of hearing just that, they had made their internal dialogue loud and clear frequently sounding like this. You are what you are, you get what you get, and you are the chaff of the world. You are nobody and nothing, and nobody cares. Becca knew that they were more. Each one of them was on the street, but where they were did not change that they, like us, are beloved and complex. It became clear to Becca that the women she worked with needed more. She started a program called Magdalene House. These houses, which it grew to be houses, were special. The women were the ones that were in charge. For women whose every move have been controlled by their dealers, pimps, abusive partners and spouses, the f and the fear of having every moment tracked, the ability to come and go as you like, controlling who enters your space is powerful. 
Becca had a fundraising campaign. I don't know if it's still the same slogan or not, but originally it was, keep your used sofa, give me your cash. <laughs> because she wanted everything to be new and beautiful for the beloved. For the first several weeks or months, the only expectation of the women were that they would rest and start to take care of their minds, bodies, and souls. Becca and those that cared for the women at Magdalene House were showing everyone, including the women of Magdalene, that they were beloved and wheat as well. As the residents of Magdalene were slowly transformed by the love and care given to them, other injustices began to become clear. The women couldn't get jobs. The systems that we set in place by society told them once again that they were worthless. The police systems that we set in place arrested them rather than those that were controlling them. Their rap sheets were a mile long. The brokenness affected the hiring practices that said, you have a rap sheet. Banking and housing systems were set in place that meant that they could not function in our society. All of the powers and systems that tell us that they are big and powerful were affecting these women. But their size and the effort that we would need to change the unjust systems of the oppression seem like it's impossible for transformation. And yet, Becca and her friends and associates found ways to change and work and transform. One of the ways that they did this was by starting their own company, a company called Thistle Farms. Now, I'm from a farm, and thistles are not something to be excited about. <laughs> but... The flowers that bloom when the thistle blooms are beautiful. And that was what Becca wanted people to know. They create at their company lavish bath and personal products that these women use for themselves and sell so that they might be part of the wheat. God worked and sifted the chaff and transformed the hearts of Becca and those that work for her and the women of the streets of Nashville. The kingdom of God is frequently found at Magdalene House and Thistle Farms. And if God transformed all of that, then God can transform our hearts too. As Christians, we are called to follow Christ and to work, pray, and give for the spread of the kingdom of God. But we, and thank goodness I, are not stepping out alone 
In our baptisms, we are given the Holy Spirit. In the Eucharist, we are given Jesus for solace and strength, pardon and renewal. We do not need to give in to dread or weakness and despair or fear fearfully live in our ordinary middle way lives. For me, knowing we can live in hope that our chaff is being separated from our wheat, that we are not alone, but that our hope is based on God's steadfastness and, and encouragement is powerful. But until the day that God's kingdom comes, when all the systems of oppression and injustice will be overthrown, and then not yet fully becomes God's eternal already, let us together in the middle spaces prepare the way of the Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. <laughs>